0: Morning people, welcome to The Advice You Didn't Take by Remy Ray, second episode in, and I decided to name this podcast Authenticity, Authenticity Focus and Consistency. The reason why I stumbled across these words, they've kind of been the undertone of my week, um... Prior to this podcast being recorded, and I feel like they're super super important when you are trying to establish yourself as an entrepreneur, or you are an entrepreneur, and not only in the realm of business, but overall in your life. So I think that it's perfect and a great place to begin. Um, I apologize in advance for any outside noise. I live right near um a train track, and it's in the middle of the week, so obviously trains go by (laughs) um let's start with authenticity um and then we'll move on to the other two but like i can't tell you how much authenticity has been following me around this week like listening to other podcasts watching other interviews from across the globe um content online and 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 just in the business angle that I decide to take it like with everything that I do like I really start from a a seed in my mind and from that I've been able to grow and people recognize me as a businesswoman kind of thing or they'll be like you're smart because you do something a bit different you don't do the -the run-of-the-mill regular regular stuff that everybody else does and to be honest with you, I feel like that's carried me through, um, working in the plus size industry before anybody was really even remotely interested. I mean, half of the models weren't even interested in being plus size models um when I first started in the industry. They didn't think they had anything. They even lacked serious, serious confidence. But because of the authenticity of what I was trying to do and trying to achieve I feel like it really helped um catapult you know women and their mindsets into a better place where they could have that confidence in themselves to then go on and start their own thing um yeah I'll definitely give myself credit for um helping along a few careers because without the platform that I created a lot of the stuff that goes on in the UK especially in relation to the plus size and world probably wouldn't be as um global as it is because that's exactly what um the business that I did um created it created it created a global essence from a UK perspective of a, the plus size world. And that was all from authenticity, the way that it was executed, you know, the locations that you use. I mean, there's a lot of work that goes into being authentic, authentic, but I think it pays off in the end. Um I know it's a lot of, I think this is one of the things that really um, saturates the market and it makes it stagnant is when everybody's doing the exact same thing. And I feel like, like why would anybody come to you like even if you're offering the same thing and it could be something like skincare but what is it that makes your brand so different that somebody's not just going to go and buy the cheaper option of that brand because then it, then it saves them money like what else are you adding into that and what is the brand dna like what does your product say and how does it resonate with other people like so that they just that, that's the first go-to thing um Heinz, like, that brand has had the same branding since I can remember. Like, I don't ever remember seeing them not having that, you know, I think it's like white writing with a black logo. And and that that's what makes these brands stay out in our mind. Like, we have an emotional attachment to them. And I feel like when you're building a business, if you're authentic, then th- those are the things that you really need to be channeling your energy toward. And I feel like that's how people win, you know? Um, yeah, I, I, f- I feel like that's how people definitely win. And it's really, really important to be yourself. Like, imagine being someone else for years and years and years and years and years and years and years and, years and, years and being so unhappy because you're not your authentic self. It takes time to be I don't know, like an actress or an actor. It takes time to horn in on those skills and imagine perfecting all those skills and that really isn't who you are. I feel like so many people try to be people that they're not and this is one of the biggest problems we have with um our generation and the younger generations. It's 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 not good. We we follow everything everybody else does. We have no time to really think of new content, new ideas that can push the um, industries forward. That can help you know create jobs for other people because everybody's literally doing the same thing. We all have the same Louis. We all have the same Nikes. We even have all the same cars. All the girls doing exactly the same thing, and I think that, that that's one of the reasons why you know it's so hard to really get to the thick of breaking some serious bread because we're all doing the same thing over and over again. I've been um, catching up with some of the media um, this week, and um, I've seen that um, Usher has been dating. Um, well, not dating he allegedly smashed down um like a plus-size girl's black (laughs) he took it down 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 these are his confessions (laughs) and the media have gone crazy because they can't believe usher they well had allegedly had sex with this lady who weighs how much stones or whatever and isn't necessarily um publicly accepted in terms of body acceptance and what a shame to think that just because of her size that you know society believe she could never bag somebody like usher like how oh shallow is the world like so who do they think are out here smashing all these plus size girls whom do they think Like, I always tell people, like, I don't struggle with guys. I've never struggled with getting guys. And I've always been bigger than my friends. Like, my friends have always been, like, size 8s and stuff like that. And I never struggled. Like, men was never my issue. And I just find it so funny that... Society tells big girls always, go in the gym, you know, yeah, you look good, oh girl, yeah, you're working there, and all this just shit, really, because in the back of their mind, they don't really think that, they think, oh, she's fat anyway, you know what I mean? And that's where all these undertones of pretty for a fat girl, oh, oh, you know, or like just shit like that, it's so funny how um society can be so fickle, and it's really, really disheartening, actually, because the same people that will be like yeah she needs to go work out as soon as that person starts working out they laugh at them or like this woman's come out saying this man could have allegedly given her something that could absolutely change her life but because she's fat that's kind of like taking the um undertone of everything that she's saying away, like, come on, like, what world are we really, 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 really living in, and these are the reasons why, you know, being authentic, and being your natural self, will always, 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 always get you, you know, comfortable with who you are, and what you're saying, because now, that girl, who's come out about that, probably has inspired hundreds of thousands of women, hundreds of thousands of women, that feel like, you know, they could never, achieve or be with somebody like that or even if they are with somebody like that you know they're gonna be judged but she's spoken out and she's made a stand and I think that's such a beautiful thing and she's definitely living in her off- authenticity and I think it's amazing actually when I think about it and I saw the videos on um Instagram I just laughed because I was thinking Usher was probably loving it he probably loved it I <laughs> show you dirty little sod Being authentic actually um as I sit here recording this reminds me also of when, you know, um artists such as let's say for instance the the greats of the past, Whitney Houstons, um Michael Jackson's, Prince, Mariah Carey, Mary J. Blige, they all had something very, very different about them. None of them were I don't know, your Instagram pop-up card, if you want, like, they all had something so unique about them, whether it was their voices, whether it was their looks, whether it was, you know, the fact that, I don't know, they just all had something very, very, very different about them, but all was allowed or reached superstardom, if you want, and that really resonates with me because it's like you know because they were unique in some capacity you know obviously they were all singers but they were unique in their offering none of them would take from another's audience because you probably would like them in all different capacities because they are all different they offer something all different and I think that is really what authenticity is all about you know being able to do the same thing but in a different way like we probably would all go to each one of their concerts because they're all offering something absolutely different and I think that that's one of the reasons why Beyonce is the megastar she is also because like Beyonce doesn't play with you she comes to kill that woman doesn't play no interviews no single releases bang nobody wasn't doing that Like, now that's called the Beyonce effect because nobody else has the capacity to do that apart from Beyonce and obviously now Jay-Z. But imagine having such power because you're so different. Like, that blows my mind each and every time. I never really sat and thought of myself as being an authentic person, but when I do sit down and put all my ducks in a row, I guess I am in um, some capacity and I guess that's kind of what makes me me, like... If you read my posts on Instagram, read them later, later, later. Because I have to keep going back in, editing the words, adding an E here or whatever. And I feel that like that's what kind of makes my post even more interesting and a bit more engaging. Because probably you read it the first time, you're like, what the fuck is she trying to say? Like, <laughs> And then you go back in again, it's edited it again, you know what I mean? And I feel like those are the things that really make up my fibre, like, and, and make me the person that I am like, I like to think that I'm definitely of the people. I can understand where you're coming from, where you're trying to get to. And the way my mind thinks, it allows me to provide a solution to you and the destination that you're trying to get to from an authentic place. I think it's quite important. I I do. I really, really think being authentic is super, super, super important. And I know when we look at like social media we want to win because it seems like everybody else is winning and the reality is is that probably a good 70% of them ain't on shit imagine that and they're all just doing it as we all know for the gram like that is sad to me absolutely disheartening sad and I don't know I I couldn't live in a world like that where we're just all the same everyone doing the same thing and that's why I have five Instagram pages I guess so that I can maneuver my way around and get the feel of what energy I need on that specific day this week has been crazy I attended um Sunday I was at the Hustling Hills event for um uh yeah Hustling Hills event which um I was a speaker at before And they had some phenomenal um, speakers on the panel. One from a skincare company. The other one um, is a singer slash artist developer. And the other lady is the manager of, I guess, one of the biggest Afrobeat DJs around, um, Niptozol. And then we had, obviously, the ladies that um, run Hustling Hills as well that spoke in between. And they had actually, like, a marketing guru... Um, called Marv, I think he was called, Um, I, I loved uh, listening to all the panellists, but specifically a lady called Rachel stood out in my mind, not in my mind, she just had this energy about her that you could tell that she's really, really authentic, and like when the event was over just before I left, I had to go and tell her, because like people like that, you have to tell them when you know, what they're saying resonates with you or not only resonates with you, but touches you because they need to keep doing that so that they can continue to help other people. I think sometimes when we're in a position to speak at events and stuff like that, we don't really we we know the power it has but we don't really take it into consideration that oh shit somebody's really listening to me and she just has it whatever it is that you're supposed to have as a public speaker as um like somebody who could really advise and and offset the energy on you she absolutely has it i asked her if she was a virgo and she was like no people always ask me that i'm like i'm always hunting down virgos virgos are the bomb.com <laughs> she's like i'm not a virgo but she was so lovely um when i post this episode what i will do i will tag her in it and then you guys can um follow her like she has the baddest energy I've seen in a while I've actually met um, another lady I don't know her name and I should I was only with her yesterday she had dope energy as well and as soon as I see somebody who has wicked energy I let them know because I'm all about the energy and I love when people are just them they don't try to butter it up they don't try to change anything about who they are and I love that because i always want to be surrounded around people who are them I don't want to be around the fakeness that's so 2000 or like 1990 something something you know what I mean (laughs) um I want to move a little bit on into I think I'm going to jumble it up and speak about consistency because in order for me to have the week that I've just had which I haven't had in a long time actually where I'm just back to back to back to back doing stuff being here being there I do do that every week but this week was just one of them weeks where I was just everywhere and and I enjoyed it. I, I, I really, really, really like being around people with a goal and a purpose and people that are consistent. Like, it blows my mind when I meet others that are on their hustle, whether they're at the start, the end, the finish, the mid. Like, I don't care where you are. I just love the fact that if... I meet somebody like today and I meet them again next year and they're still grinding, still doing their thing. Like to me alone, that's a testament of a person that shows the will, the dedication. And I feel like you. I've been in a slump before where my consistency wasn't like a 100 percent. And not because I didn't have the capacity to do it, but I was just spreading myself so thinly sometimes that I couldn't. I couldn't mentally physically be as consistent as I would like to be as me as Remy Ray because I was just spreading myself too thinly and that's one of the reasons why I've kind of taken a small break from um bringing out a collection this year um it could change to be honest with you I do have the collection in my mind but as for consistency I feel like me channeling my energy into something that I really, really, really want to do. And I kind of fell out a little bit of love with fashion, um, the British market space, being um, a designer of colour and trying to manoeuvre my way through the, the yays and the nays of the UK fashion world, if you want. And you know, being an indie brand and stuff like that, and I feel like it was super draining my energy, and not only draining my energy, but sucking my creativity out of me, and when things feel like that, sometimes, I know some people quit, I'm not a quitter, but sometimes it's good just to step away from it and and revisit it when you're in a better mental capacity to know exactly where you're trying to be, whom you're trying to be, who is your target audience. And all of that for me is about consistency. Like, I'm so happy to watch some of the other ladies that I really check for glow like if for me this has been a phenomenal half a year of girls just really really getting it in and um you know it makes me happy it makes me happy like I've never been um a jealous person of girls in business I know some people feel some type of way when they see other people doing this or doing that like I don't think that at all like I feel so confident in my ability and so, like, man, listen, there's enough for everyone. You know what I mean? Just, like, in my first episode when I was talking about, like, there being a Costa Coffee, Starbucks, um, Caffe and all those other chains of, um, uh, coffee shops. Because there's more than enough. There, There truly is more than enough. And if you're targeting the right audience and you're being consistent in your offering... How can you possibly lose? I speak um, on music a lot because I'm, I'm, I'm quite into music, like um, more old school stuff, but obviously I know who the new people are too. One of the reasons why Drake consistently wins over a lot of the other artists, it isn't because he's a better rapper. It isn't because his beats are better than other people. It's his consistency and his offering. This boy can bring out about 100 tunes in one year other artists are bringing out a mixtape, what the hell, like h- how can you measure those two against each other, it's impossible, He he's doing triple, four times, five times over the work that you're putting in, in one year, of course people are going to resonate with him, because we can't stop hearing him, and that's what it is to be consistent, that is what it is to really, you know, take you from one level to the next level, how consistent you are. Um, The lady at um, the Hustling Hills event, Antonia Burrell, I think her name is, she runs a skincare brand and she'd been in the business for 30 years. She looks absolutely amazing, but I love the fact that she said that regardless of how much money she has in the bank she will still negotiate 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 and she's consistent with that and she says that that's how she's been able to kind of position herself and she also was one of the first um black owned skincare brands in Harrods so you know that was from some serious consistency in her offering some serious dedication to researching exactly what was needed in order to be positioned in such a place i think she now said that she stopped in um whole foods now as well which you know we always think that specifically as black people that you know oh they're not going to accept us they're not going to this they it's not going to happen but i think if you're consistent your offering is good your packaging speaks volumes you know the quality of what you're offering is you know it's in line, it's in par with your competitors, I think that there's no way you cannot win. And 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 that's true. If if you've studied your market, you know who your demographic is. You know, your product's offering something that isn't. It's like all those elements mixed into one pot and melted down equal to consistency, dedication and some serious, serious focus. And I feel like I personally, over the course of last year... I I I felt like my level of consistency wasn't at its peak and I like consistency. I'm the type of person that will start writing something on one piece of paper and I do one mistake and it has to go. That's very very me. That's very very my style and I've always been like that from a child. Um in relation to consistency as well, I've just I feel so differently about stuff now and I don't know why in this last year, I think mentally, um, like my driving forces behind anything that I do, it really comes from a place of wanting to help. And I definitely feel like that's one of my callings. And I wanted to be a lot more consistent in that, like meeting up with, um, other budding entrepreneurs or other ladies, or even guys that just want advice and stuff from me. And, being consistent in my offering, which allowed me to then, instead of just consistently doing things for free or like meeting up with people and then they counsel on me, being consistent that I can now be like, okay, this is something that I do. I I need to be paid for this. You know what I mean? And I'm being consistent with, um, the things that I say and the things that I do and matching my hustle to my words and I think that that was really important to me in and if you mix that all in with the authenticity and consistency together that's really really what I'm always striving for because I I feel like that's the formula to success when I watch people I admire my role models and those that have um gone on to do tremendous things in this world it's the consistency that Um, allows them to really penetrate our minds, to be in our spaces 24-7 where we can't stop thinking or talking or, you know, referring to these people. And when I look at these motivational um, people, I see that it's all about the hard work and dedication. So if you are out there and you are in the realm of trying to become an entrepreneur, please be consistent in your offering and I believe that this is one of the key elements that can really catapult you from ground level right up to the top and the best of them with some serious, serious consistency. I'm not talking about just one Instagram post a day. I'm talking about reading the stats and how to be effective socially on social media. I'm talking about, you know, understanding your demographic, but digging deeper, you know, and understanding what are their hobbies, their interests, what kind of colours they like, like really getting into the consumer's mind of who you're trying to target and really figuring stuff out so thoroughly that you kind of know where your consumer may go next and being open to criticism, you know? Like when um, last year... Um, My partner's friend, I sent her over some images and stuff like that. She's quite well connected. And she was like, oh, I love what you do for plus size girls, blah, blah, blah. But your brand's just too sexy. And I was like, sexy? I don't really feel it. like, I don't really think of it as sexy at all. Not in my mind. But she was an onlooker looking in from the outside. So I really have to sit down and consider when somebody says something that I don't actually see. So I start asking other people, right? And I'm like, so what do you think or how do you see it? And some of them are just super overwhelmed with the fact that a plus size brand even looks like or is been designed in the way that I've designed. But so then it's hard for them, I guess. It's what I'm trying to say. It's hard for them to, to give me an accurate judgment. But somebody like her, where she doesn't come from the plus-size world and she just understands fashion wholeheartedly. I think that that was super, super interesting to me. And, um, yeah, I think these are some of the things that I've taken on. And when I produce my next collection, I know what it is that I'm trying to target and who I'm trying to target. And I feel like in order for me to be able to achieve these elements I definitely had to take a step away and that's kind of where I'm at in relation to fashion at the moment and my consistency and my offering and and I don't feel shit about it I don't feel shit about it at all I don't go back and think shit I saw this person bring up this collection and I, I don't feel like that at all because I really feel like my stuff's is a shit like and my stuff is banging, that, that's how I feel personally, I feel like, what, who's making bloody fur anoraks, big pockets, hoods that make you feel like a gangster, but, like, still very high-end, if that makes sense, like, who's bringing out fur, um, to the floor, um, jackets with the bomber crop at the end in a wave like nobody ain't doing that so I always feel like I'm ahead of the curve in that aspect and it's just getting the the offering correct so that you know you you can flourish in an arena where they're they're not even thinking about the designs and stuff that I'm making because that's really who I am that's that's the authenticity in my offering and the consistency it, it, it's coming it, it really really is Um, it's life so funny to me sometimes. It really, really is. Um, I spoke a lot about focus, um, this week as well. With, um, my pal that I met up with and of last week as well. Focus and consistency are not the same thing. Your level of focus is dependent upon you. And, and consistency is also... However, focusing on something and saying, yes, bitch, I'm coming for you. This is the focus. This is the goal. You can't lose. Like, I can't explain it to you. Like, I've been in some sticky situations recently in relation to money. And I, I we, we have to speak on money. I'm going to try and get like a financial guru that can speak to us it's specifically the black audience that that follows me about money we, we we have too many funny emotions about money and we need to let them go so listen to this i save money with one of my friends i've been doing it since i was 16 i'll never change it i don't drop partner if <laughs> some of you don't know what partner is it's a caribbean way of saving money when we didn't have access to the bank so we um drop partner with a local trusted person who looks after our money and then um they give it back to us after a a set period of time I don't do partner I I give my friend my money and she saves it for me so I needed to buy something and I forgot my money at home and I forgot my money at home because I just had too much stuff on my mind and I thought "Ah, I'm not going to need it today anyway anyway I get a message, OK, you need to send me this amount of money. So I was like, OK, I have that. I'll send that over. Then they asked for a substantial amount of money. And I was like, man, I don't have that amount of money. And I didn't. I didn't have that type of money. I'm very honest about money. If I have it, I have it. If I don't, I don't. I didn't have it. So I'm like, to damn, I'm ringing home. I'm ringing my boyfriend. I'm trying to get through to everyone, like... I need to get access to this money at home. Can somebody get to the bank? I end up ringing my mum. And my mum's like, okay, I'll go to the bank for you. Something ticked in my mind. Like, ask your friend. She's been saving your cash. Like, ask her to send it to you. And she did. And the amount that she had sent was just a little bit under what I needed. And it had to be the accurate amount. Like, it couldn't wait. Or what I needed wouldn't happen. So, she sent me the money. And the money I had in my account, obviously after making the payment earlier today, there was hardly anything left. And so, when she sent over the cash, I was left with nine pence after sending out that transaction. Imagine, I nearly didn't make the payment because of pennies. (laughs) And that's what I mean. It's like... I digressed a little bit, but I'm talking about in terms of focus. The focus was nothing to do with the money and everything to do with the destination I was trying to get to. And it's funny how the world works in a mysterious way. That when you're so focused on achieving or doing something specific, that even if it's down to the last penny, it can still happen. Like, I'm not talking about 10 pence, you know, I'm talking 9 p. I was like nine, I had like nine pence. They asked for something, something, pence. And what was left in my account after that was pence. And I could have missed it. If they had asked for a pound, I would have missed it. All my money was in the savings that I could not access like that or at home and I, imagine that. But when you're focused on something, the destination isn't all the other elements that could take you away from where you're trying to get to. The world can work in a mysterious way to bring them to you. I'll show you another example. I'm in the process of um, figuring out my social enterprise to help dyslexia and people that suffer with dyslexia. Okay. I've always wanted to start a social enterprise. I've never really known. Not that I've not known. That's a, that's a lie. Laziness hasn't allowed me to do the research I needed in order to figure out. How I wanted to get this thing started, how I wanted to position it, what it would look like kind of thing. And so I never did. Anyway, I went to speak at an event, I believe, in Canary Wharf. I think was it more at the start of this year? Yeah, it was. And I was sitting next to a lady who runs a charity called A2I. Um a dyslexia um charity, social enterprise, I should say. And I was sitting next to her and she says to me, Oh, are you dyslexic? And that's never happened to me before. Never in the history of my life has somebody turned around and just said, are you dyslexic? Because of the way I spoke, that's never happened. And most people don't believe I'm dyslexic because I can articulate myself very well. So I looked at her, I was a bit stunned actually. She told me she was dyslexic and um, her journey kind of started because she didn't have any money. She went to, I think it's the job centre or something, and um, she had been, she left a job that was super high paying, because she couldn't write reports, she was severely dyslexic, and this woman, I tell you she's like a godsend, she took me under her wing, and said, you need to do this because, and then gave me every resource I needed to be able to achieve what I'm in the process of doing now, like, I can't believe that just me focusing on an area that I've always had a passion for but didn't really know the ins and outs, or you know, was just kind of focusing on everything else that I was doing. And as soon as I turned my focus into this area, slowly but surely, the things are just falling into place without much effort. And that blows my mind as well because in order to get where I've got in relation to fashion, I've had to work my ass off, carry bags of fabric and run to this um, factory, source it from this factory. I mean, travel across the world in order to just produce the pieces I've, um, I've brought out, and with something that is in my, like it's in my heart to do. As soon as I turned my focus into it, the tools kind of fell into my lap and and that like I can't really I don't think I can articulate it properly unless you were there to see it but this lady doesn't have to help doesn't even know me from Adams if you want and just reached out her hand and said here everything I'm doing everything I have access to you have access to too without asking for anything in return and that type of level of determination says a lot about who she is (laughs) authentically even the consistency in her telling me she's going to help me and she did and the focus that we both have in order to help those without a voice just blows my mind and that's just one of the things that's kind of happened in terms of focus for me over the course of this year And I notice a lot of people say, oh yeah, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm doing this. But as soon as something else kicks in, they want to focus on that. They want to move to this. They want to move to that. They want to jump to this beat. They want to follow this trend. And I'm speaking from personal experience as an entrepreneur. Spreading yourself too thinly doesn't help a soul. It will not help you. Execute one thing like you're a god. Finish it fantastically let it bang let it let it go over by itself let it churn out that profit alone then move on to the next thing because i i do believe in being a jack of all trade master of none and i don't believe that you should only specifically horn your talents into one area no, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying you cannot do multiple things, I'm saying focus on one specific thing, let that reach its pinnacle, then on to the next, then on to the next. Because some people, I've been there myself, I've done more than one thing in multiple different areas, I frazzle myself, Um, I also don't have the same level of consistency which then can lead to bad quality and I'm not a person who likes to and returns in any capacity so that doesn't work for me so I strip myself back I focus on one specific area say for instance I run a company um that specializes in interior design let's just say I start from the beginning I build my database first before I do anything, I don't just start a company on nothing. I start a company on a database of needs. Who needs this service? What is currently in the industry that is not being serviced in this capacity? Can I find a niche? If I cannot find a niche within my area, let me find an offering that's already out there that I can do better. I can add better value. I can do better in, in in terms of the products and services that I offer, I have better connections than they do, and take it from there. Say, for instance, if you were doing a haircare brand, um, the launch I was at yesterday was for um a dope little brand from the uh, from Jamaica called Ivory Rocks. Out to that lady, um, she's got one of those spirits about her. Also, I, I, I think her name's Raquel. She's got one of those spirits about her that just shouts passion, focus and dedication and I think that that in itself is absolutely amazing you know people that just speak for like speak dedication they speak that focus into existence that blows my mind as well um so yeah if you ran a skincare brand there's a hundred thousand million trillion skincare brands out there now what makes your brand different how can you make this brand authentic in relation to everybody else's brands that are out there and it's and it's those differences that really add value and allow you to to price your product accordingly to the the aesthetics you know the design the the mechanisms that make the product so authentic and and these are the things that you really need to horn in on i mean i speak about business all the time but it's the same in life you know it really really is the same in life And I speak to a lot of people that seem lonely sometimes, or not just lonely, but just lack direction. And it's probably not the fact that they don't have the capacity, but they don't focus on one thing. And you need to. Sometimes you need to just focus on one thing. Like, when I was doing the um, plus-size fashion weekend, I know that if I had had, um, not worked a full-time job at that time... I would be able to have continued killing that market space why because I wasn't also working a 40 hour, a 40 hour job a week and then working on that at the same time remember some of these people were solely working on one project so they have the time the dedication to put it in this also um is true of education specifically to um uh Black children as well. A lot of us struggle with education because we just don't have the financial means to solely study. We have to get a job. We want to look fly, so we want to get a car, so we work more hours. It's, it's a repetitive cycle that continues to go round and round and round. But if you allowed your child or yourself to just solely focus on executing your studies and getting those grades, I bet you will finish with flying colours as well. And if you do have children out there, please, 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 please please let them focus on their studies so that they can become the best that they can be and put their um, self in a ring with some of the greatest based on their grades and based on their knowledge. Seriously, it's quite important. Very, very important. I know um, people are like, man talking about this authentic thing and consistency thing and like what do you really know about being authentic and consistent I know personally that anytime I haven't um thought of something unique it never really clicks for me I I don't have the focus I don't have the drive and the determination to succeed in it because I know it kind of comes from grassroots and I don't like to be clouded buy the same over and over again so when I look into the industry I see everybody doing the exact same thing that doesn't motivate me that makes me want to shy away from um stuff I've always been like that even with like footwear and trainers and things like that I never buy what everybody else buys and not purposely I just think that I've always had a bit of a different type of swag about me um even down to when I was like 17 and you know, girls weren't really rocking American Apparel, but I was. Because that was really, really me, you know. Um, people weren't rocking kids. I was, because that was my style. People, just little things really, you know. Just really little different things that really make me me. And I think that that's just who I really am. Um, I definitely struggle with... Focusing sometimes, and sometimes I just book myself into a hotel or I take myself to a super quiet place and I write my list and I figure shit out from there. I struggle with focus because my mind is always bouncing around. Some of you may not have that problem, but I definitely, definitely do. And I'm not saying any of this stuff is easy in relation to business, in relation to life. I'm not saying any of this is going to be easy. But I believe if you want it bad enough, then you're able to reach the goals and get to whatever destination you want to when you put the work in. I believe hard work and dedication does get you to where you want to go. I know a lot of people say, yeah, but I've been doing this and I've been doing that and it ain't working. Sometimes it's something as simple as changing your strategy. Who are your audience? Some people don't know who their audience is and that is a major, major problem when you're selling a product or service. If you don't know who you're trying to attract, if you don't know who you're trying to access, who has the money to pay for your products, your pricing and your products are X, Y and Z and your consumer can't even afford it. And And that's all right. Sometimes people won't buy into your product because they can't afford it. And that's just the reality of life sometimes. But if your product works if it it speaks volumes about what what it does the right type of people will find you will find you and that's why I think I work more on niche markets because there's a need usually underneath the niche The, the big dogs might have the other markets on smash but working within a niche market space just allows you the flexibility and the time to grow as an indie brand and I think sometimes as um small companies we think big results oh yeah let's go and give um this product to this blogger let's go and give this product to this influencer yeah let's try and do this with that person and a lot of this stuff sometimes doesn't even equal to sales so when you're a smaller company i do believe in being consistent with your offering. If you give something to an influencer, do a competition that gives something away to a regular person too. Like the inclusiveness of all of this is what allows you to be the best you. Get the best reviews, the best recommendations. It's funny to me that most of the rest of the world work on reviews and word of mouth recommendations. In the UK we work on red eye business and following other people um, to achieve Or to get whatever it is that the other person's got and it looks good or whatever. Instead of working on reviewing somebody's product or service based on the fact that it's actually a freaking dope product and it's an actual dope service. We need to do more of that I think. And I think that that's where the business world for some of us will will get better. Because people are really reviewing their products. Because, like, you're building a love story with somebody. And they'll continue to come back as long as you continue to love them. You know what I mean? And I think that those elements are super, super, super important. When working in business. And even in love, you know, the consistency um, is really, really important. So... Thank you for staying with me for this episode of The Advice You Didn't Take. I really started The Advice You Didn't Take because we really don't take our own advice sometimes and that really that's really funny to me. And um, now I try to be more of my advice and, you know, stand up in really what I believe in. And I feel like the world is definitely moving in that aspect and that space. And for me, it's quite important. I don't want to be that person that doesn't assist or help other people to get where they're going because I might not be at that space. That's definitely not my style. And I want to be that person that helps the next generation grow because I feel like that's one of the major, major things that I lacked when I was growing up. I needed an older sister or somebody who I really admired to just say, Rem, you need to do this. This is what you need to do. Um. by this kind of age range. This is what you kind of need to have figured out. And it was never anything to do with love or anything like that, but just that positioning in life, buying a house early on, saving my money, travelling the world, not locking myself into anything, don't get myself into credit card debt, like shit like that. And um, I really wish that I had somebody else in my life that I could have, like, bounced those type of ideas off. And I just don't think that enough older older girls, older women did that with us in this year of 30 because a lot of the girls I meet that are in this 30 kind of range, late tw- late 20s, early 30s, that's one of the things they, they just stumbled into this and, and figured it out for themselves. And a lot of us do want to help the younger generations, even some of the older generations, to be honest with you. Some of them are just as lost as us. But I feel like it was it should have been somebody's goal to assist the next generation of girls on the come up so that we can all continue to help the next and the next and the next. Because if we're really talking about this feminism stuff, it's really about support, isn't it? And I feel like I'm not an advocate or like somebody who jumps around shouting feminism because I do believe even before feminism, there's a a great deal of stuff that also need to be worked out before we can start jumping um, on feminism elements and and, um, things of that nature. Not that I discard it, just that I, I feel like there are some other stuff that definitely need to be concentrated on before We can do all those other elements, I shouldn't call them elements, but before we can even target the issues of, you know, what's really going on with women. I mean, the fact that we have to pay for sanitary towels and things of that nature blows my mind. And, And those are elements that I mean as well in relation to how women are treated. But yeah, on a lighter note, I hope you guys have a super, super dope week. And thank you for listening in and um, listening into me. The advice you didn't take by your favorite hustler, Hustler, Remy Ray. I think I wanted to be a rapper in my past life. I would have definitely been a dope Jay Z Nas mix with a little bit of Biggie and Puff Daddy in the background, giving a one. Eh, 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 eh. <laughs> I need help. Don't worry about me. Um, I pray that all of you have a successful week moving forward. I hope whatever it is that you dream, you taste, you touch, you figure it out and you get there. Um, Carry authentic focus and consistency with you this week and see how the world moves around you once you focus on something specific. If you love me, if you love my podcast, man, make sure you leave a review for me. I'm on SoundCloud, I'm on Buzzsprout and I'm also on stitcher now which is dope i'm going to be going on itunes also look out for your girl me and have a good good week people see you on the other side i'm out